Vibe with the Tribe on Saturday morning brought to you through the Thinkers Workshop. Name is Micah Gadia. I'm your host. I'm joined by Sean Jackson. Hello, Sean. Welcome to Saturday morning where we had a few technical difficulties getting started. <laughs> Just a few technical difficulties, but we got it solved. That's what thinkers do. <laughs> That's what thinkers we will do. solve it. <laughs> We're working hard. Um, and Glenn has joined us. We're not sure if anyone else is going to join us. We're live here on Facebook, which is where we're actually moving the Thinkers Workshop to. That is another announcement. I know I'm bombarding everyone with emails, but um, we are moving off of Mighty Networks. We'll be moving on to our private Facebook group. We do hope you'll join us. Um, you can reach us at Micah at thinkersnotebook.com to ask me um, if you need the link. And otherwise, we're going to get started. Today, we are talking about being in the hot seat. Now, some of us love being in the hot seat and some of us not so much. I think there's a lot of characteristics that go with this. And um, this was inspired by a blog post from the Thinkers blog. And so, so first we want to talk about when are you in the hot seat? And we've determined that there are two times you're in the hot seat. Number one is when you want to be, right? So you find someone you trust, you find a group that you trust, Jared leads hot seat um, sessions through his other play, you know, through another um, group. Um, so one, you want to be in the hot seat and others like Sean, you mentioned earlier that you don't, you know, you didn't ask to be there, but like when you're getting a, a job evaluation, anything like that, you are put automatically into a hot seat and then you have to react from that point. So, um, Sean, I want to talk about the first thing I'd like to talk about is how be successful in a hot seat. And there are specific characteristics that I think can help. Um, Jared always mentions being humble, you know, but for me, I'm like, I would say one of the characteristics is to actively be open to any advice, any questions, as crazy as they might sound, write them down and just be open to what comes from mm -hmm. any person that's in the group. Um, and hopefully you trust them. So we'll talk about who you want to be in the hot seat with later. But um, Sean, what are some characteristics that help people receive any information that might help them with whatever they're dealing with? Yeah, I think that's a tough one because it really is situational based. But I think if we're trying to find a kind of a global attitude, um, I'm going to use a line that has been uh, that has worked well for me. Whether you are voluntarily or uh, involuntarily on the hot seat, the yeah. word OK is a good word to use, which is a way of acknowledging what other people say without necessarily agreeing with them. <laughs> So yeah, when I was in therapy, we'd be like, no, and or or you'd be whatever. And so the 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 term that I use, oh, isn't that interesting? Oh, isn't that fascinating? And so you're not saying that's good, you're not saying that's bad, you know, okay, right. thank you. Yeah. So keep so it think, so keep the judgment of whatever's coming to you neutral. That's right. And I think yeah. you're absolutely right. It it is because a lot of times, so let's talk about because there are two scenarios when you're on the hot yeah. seat, voluntary and involuntary. Right. Um, and sometimes, you know, uh, and I'll use the idea of a performance review. Almost everybody who's worked for any length of time has gone through a performance review. Right. That's a function of being in the hot seat. And you're quasi a volunteer in it and you're quasi not because you don't kind of control yeah. the you know timing of it or what comes through. Right. But I think and a lot you of want times. More money. Right. Or you want more I mean, there's, money or, there's a or real... it could be true performance review, which is, yeah. you know, I want to get better. So tell me what I'm doing. 
So when I look at being in the hot seat, a lot of times people, um, when they're in that environment, you're going to have to be open to the fact that somebody has something to say and you may or may not agree with what they have to say, but they're going to talk. Okay. And what they want from that is first some acknowledgement that you at least are comprehending what they're pointing yeah. out. And I think that's where the okay statement yes, in the sense, you I know, hear you. is that I understand. I mean, I remember working in retail back when I was in, uh, high, in college and I had this great mentor who was an old guy in the store. And he says, when customers complain, they just want someone to be there so they yes. can complain too. They don't necessarily need you to solve their problem. So I've always taken that attitude of, you know, just people sometimes need to hear their voice and they want someone to acknowledge that you're understanding what they're saying, not necessarily that you're agreeing with it. So just being aware and validate number one. Yep. Always. That's, I mean, that's always my rule on the help desk. Yeah. I get it. I'm sorry. Thank you. You know, I hear that you're frustrated. Yeah, Absolutely. So that to me is probably one of the you know more important elements of doing a hot seat is appreciating that the environment is going to have certain rules of the road. And the first one is acknowledgement. The second one is if you're in an involuntary hot seat, and I kind of want to focus on that first because voluntary ones, I think are a little easier to be fair, Micah. Right, I think right. we're oh, in yeah. the involuntary ones. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think so if we're understanding that the person that are persons that we're in the room with or in this conversation with, Want you to acknowledge what they're saying. That's step number one. Step number two, of course, <clears throat> is <clears throat> you don't have to respond. Okay. You have to acknowledge, but you don't have to address whatever it is their concern is. Right. Now they may, they may want you to. All right. So Michael, you know, you really screwed up last week and we're really unhappy with you. And what are you going to do to fix it? Okay. Right. And, and you, not, right. Yeah. <laughs> you. you really screwed up your audio young lady. What are you going to do there. to fix it? I was there. And so, and to be fair, your response in those involuntary situations where someone is demanding that you come back to them, I believe it is better to come in and say, well, I appreciate everything that you said. Okay. Whether you agree or not agree, that's not what you're saying. I appreciate it. Right. Um, And I actually need some time to reflect on what you have told me. Right. And I think this is the trap that we get into in involuntary hot seat situations is we are reactive and not contemplative because we believe that the environment requires us to immediately respond or wait a minute, I disagree with that. Or maybe I agree with it. It doesn't matter. It's a, this is probably the toughest part is to pull yourself back and, and say, I appreciate everything that you said. I'd like time to reflect on it because I haven't put my thoughts together on what you have said yet. All right. Yeah. I think that is a maturity issue and an age issue because in my younger years, I was not that was not my thing was to wait, mm-hmm. but I have heard it so many times that now I get it. And now I actually do it, but it is also something if you, you know, if you're ready to get into a hot seat, which we highly recommend um, it's something that has to be practiced. You mm-hmm. have to practice, you know, and, and that depends on your personality, your characteristics. You have to practice not being reactive. If that, you know, I was raised by a reactive parent. I, like, I don't think they're able to not react. You know right. what I'm saying? And so it's like putting yourself in that practice position. We're saying, you know, take it, whatever you want to do, take it. But thank you for what you said. I heard you say X, Y, and Z. 
Like, do you know right. that I heard you? And then now we can meet back on, you know, Tuesday afternoon at four. Let me go ahead and journal and do what I need to do. So that's right. it's a, it's a practiced practice. And I think that's the trap. And I think you bring up a great point, Micah, which is you have to practice it because when you are in an involuntary hot seat, you may not mm. know that you are. I mean, I remember distinctly, I had a meeting one time and I got thrown into a hot seat with no forewarning and I was pissed. Right. So I did not respond as I should have, which is you had, which I wish I'd had. And I later regretted it because there were things that I was I was flailing around without thinking around, you know, and that's where I think, you know, it is a level of maturity. But I also believe that sometimes and this is the other thing um, we don't you know, unless you're in jail. Right. You can walk away from something. And I will tell you, and yes. this is a technique that I had, uh, uh, that I've learned from somebody who used it exceptionally well. They just walk away. Yeah. And if you're in an involuntary hot seat, you can walk away. Now they, it will freak the other people out. Okay. But you can hang up the phone. You Depending can walk on away. the relationship. Right. Like, right. Yeah. So if you're and, a kid, you can't. That's like right. If you're a kid, you can't walk away from your parents typically until you're a certain age. That is correct. Um, but I, I'm not talking yeah, about when club 18 yeah, market. When we're mature enough, I, yeah, yeah. Walk away. It's true. Yeah. And walk that away. that requires a lot of personal fortitude, but it is absolutely one of the best strategies because now it changes the entire course of the conversation. Okay. Yeah. Because the other party now feels that they're on the hot seat because they got to justify why they made you walk away because we live in a tribal mentality and we want to get along with our tribe. And yeah. when one of our tribe walks away, we have a problem with that. So yeah. involuntary hot seats are probably the toughest one. Acknowledging will help buy you some time, right? Because it will oh, help yeah, to do some yeah. things, right? Because you're right. I mean, we all just want to be validated. Yeah. That's it. It's That's so right. basic. It's so basic. Once we learn that, even with our partners, our kids, everyone that we work with, just see people. See yeah. People. That's it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think that's probably now let's talk about the voluntary hot seats, which. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we give me your advice we'll on see. that one, Micah, because I have a lot of opinions on that one. <laughs> we, Sean, that's why people come here. <laughs> we are willing to share our opinions. Um, I do want to check in. Let's just do this. I, I want to check in to see if Glenn has a, a scenario. I did invite that in the email to see if, you know, if you've got a scenario, we'd love to help. I, um, can you hear me? Yep. yep. Okay. I did. I, I don't know what I feel about this yet, but I did not realize you were talking about uh, grace and in, in listening stuff. Oh, I did not realize that I can't fix people until I retired. <laughs> I think there was a strong expectation on the part of my network, the larger scenario that I, that wherever I went, I would make it better. Right. And I think in the long term, we need to discuss what the definition of better is. Yes. <laughs> Yes, but yes. I don't think people want to be fixed. <laughs> so I don't I don't necessarily I bring my toolbox, but I don't necessarily fix things unless I've never done it before and someone is coaching me 
And I mean that in a mechanical sense because this week I changed the filter on the air conditioner and I never did that before. Oh, you go. That's awesome. That's it. But I mean, you bring up such a great point. We cannot fix other people. So when you're in a hot seat, A, you've got to be willing to be there, Mm -hmm. right? You've got to want to get the you know, get information, advice, suggestions, and other stories told to you. So one of the things that that makes me think of is um, like, I don't know, AA, La Leche League, a bunch of really popular organizations. One of the first things they say is take what you like and leave the rest. And Mm -hmm. I think that that is one of the best ways you can approach a hot seat because your situation is different than everybody else's. They can offer their anecdotes, they can offer their advice and their suggestions, but you don't have to take it. You take what resonates with you and you leave the, thank them for the rest, um, but pick out those pieces that you hear loud and clear. So, yeah, I get that. Yeah. And I think it's important too, when we look at the, uh, that you people, it's environmentally based, but it's a lot of how you are personally mentally wired up because I would disagree slightly with Glenn because there are people that do actively see feedback, right? That do want to not be fixed per se, but want to be improved upon, right? And that's kind of where, you know, when we talk about the voluntary hot seat and when we say hot seat, I just realized we really haven't defined it. It means when you're in an environment where you are receiving critique or criticism about you or your efforts, right? That's technically what it is. And with, and, and the goal in theory is to help improve you, right? So when you open yourself up to, I want to be improved upon, or I am receptive to uh, input that will help me be improved upon. Then I think at that point, it's a very, very different mentality, and it's sometimes actually harder than the involuntary one because you're going to get feedback that you don't expect you don't like from people more. that you actually respect, and yeah. you're going to be like, I didn't expect that, and holy cow, and a lot of your self-identity becomes uh, shed, if you will, uh, through that process. But I think it definitely starts in the involuntary hot seat, I mean, the voluntary hot seat with the fact that I need to be receptive to this, okay? Yeah. That And in that I have to really, really take down a lot of the walls, the mask, the, the impediments that we put between ourselves and barriers to protect our mental psyche to assume that, you know what, we're going to sit there and get kind of feedback that is going to be uncomfortable. Right. right. And I want to switch one word in that sense instead of I have to open and accept feedback. Mm. Um, you know, before you get started, I want to. Yes. That too. I want this feedback. I want this advice. And that will help your brain yes. you know, be more open to what you're about to hear. Absolutely. And I think that's a really good point. Um, And then as you're going through, the second thing is about environment, right? Is that once you kind of make that decision that I'm going to be open to criticism and critique, and I'm going to uh, uh, have that uh, mentality that is going to be open to this is then who do you open yourself up to? Um, And in this one is really tough because a lot of us tend to turn to our quote unquote friends and family, this broad nebulous group that, you know, can define many people. Um, I actually, that's probably maybe not the best. And I'll explain why. Unfortunately, our friends and family, our close friends and family tend to love us. And uh, they don't want us to be hurt. And they certainly don't want to be the cause of that hurt. So in lieu of them hurting you, they lie to you. 
which in and of itself is its own form of hurt uh, because it obfuscates, you know, their real opinions of you. Right. Like, oh, yeah, your book is great. Yeah, exactly. Get through 10 pages. So for me, I define that as who I trust. Who do I trust? Who do I know has my best interest at heart? Um, those are the people that I go to and I have to, like, I, I mean, and, and hope anyone who's listening or watching, you know, the people that are going to give you the honest feedback that Mm -hmm. you will still love and have dinner with, you know, next week. Yeah. Yes. And so I think when we look at that, the environmental side of that is if you really, really are sincere about trying to improve upon yourself, then it does help to have, I think, conversations with people that are outside of the immediate universe, but still are uh, know enough of you, but not necessarily vested in the outcome of the conversation. Right. In other words, they can sometimes, you know, give you their uh, tertiary feelings about things um, and without having to sit there and make you without really drilling into you on it. That's a real tough part to find people like that that are willing to be honest with you in a very defined scope. So I do think looking at the people that you put into this process is going to be important. Now, sometimes you have to put in family and friends, right? You know, how can I be a better husband? How can I be a better father? How can I do things for you? And if they are not prepared, they're they're going to be like, why is he coming to me and asking about this stuff right now? I'm not prepared to talk about this. And so they're going to have a natural reaction. So I think you really have to set up that conversation with a very clear clearly defined. Yeah. Here's what I'm trying to do. Here is how you can help me do it. And in turn, let them know ahead of time so they can have their own thoughts together. Because if they really do love you and they really do care about you and they are your friends and family, then they actually will take a little bit of time to be, you know, uh, uh, cognitive of what they want to say, as opposed to, hey, running into your kid's room, how can I be a better mother right now? And you're like, hey, yeah, I'm just trying right. to play, you know, a game right now, mom. Right. right. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's fascinating how different relationships can like because if you have a boss that is not kind, you're not going to hear one word that they say, like even if it's constructive, our our human way of being and thinking, just like Glenn is like, if someone doesn't want to be fixed, they're not going to be fixed is true. But I don't know if kind, I, I, what do you define by kind? I mean, because here's why I actually appreciate direct people more than I appreciate people trying to be nice, right? You know, like I need directness, you know, and I don't need someone to flatter me and kindness can be being direct. I think when you say a kind boss, I just want you to be direct. I don't want you to, it's not personal. Like, I can't believe how you were raised, Micah. It's more right. of, hey, this was not uh, the right situation. You did, you know, what do you think you could do better? And and by the way, this is the ramifications of what you did. You may not like what I just told you, but the reality is this is what it is. Right. That directness. And that's the other part of this equation, Micah, is how if we are uh, helping someone in the hot seat, right? I think we owe it to somebody who is coming to us for that criticism, critique to be direct and not throw in extraneous information that will side line the conversation or uh, cause our point to be lost in an emotional response. Right. And I believe possible. Yes. And I think it is. And I think, you know, to be good at uh, going into the hot seat, maybe find people that are trying to go into the hot seat who are and, and practice on how you would respond to them, because then you can get better with the feel of what you are expecting in return when you decide to open yourself up. Yeah. And you bring up a good point, time. 
Yeah. When we, when we limit and say, okay, you have two minutes to say what you need to say. I will tell you, you will get to the point rather than adding all of the, oh yeah. And we had the curtains and all that. Right. Right. So timing yourself in the hot seat is an excellent tool to get to the core point you're trying to make. That's true. Very true. So yeah. overall, I think it's, it's important if, you know, one of the things that I've kind of prided ourselves on um, is that we always are trying to get better. All right. And that's, um, it's a different type of mentality when you're working on trying to get better because we make mistakes. We are a small company. We are a startup. There are things that we do really well that nobody cares about. And when we screw up, everybody cares, right? And that's just the nature of things. And so it depends on that mentality that you come up with if you're being open. One of an entrepreneur who started a very large company down here in Dallas, um, you know, she said, when you're starting a company, you're, you say you're sorry a lot because you are, you're, you know, you're, but are you sorry be, and take from that the idea of constant improvement to be the best at what you do. And if you have that as an underlying uh, core principle, I will be the best at what I do, then you have to open yourself up. Yeah. In other words, if yeah. you are a professional athlete and you want to be the best at that, you are opening yourself up to people taking video of you. You're opening yourself up to people uh, critiquing you constantly, whether their the critiques are valid or not. But you have to be open to that with the mentality is, is I'm going to take the things that I can improve upon to be the best at what I do. That mentality I believe not only do we have, but is something that will help you as you pursue a career, write a book, whatever, is I want to be the best at what I do. And to be the best, I need coaching. I need outside yeah. input because I cannot see myself in the mirror. That was the other thing I was going to mention is, and we've talked about this several times, um, but pay for, uh, pay for someone to yeah. put you in the hot seat. Like there are life coaches that, I mean, they live to help people. Um, get better at business, find the job, find the relationship, whatever. Um, but you can pay to put yourself in the hot seat and then you don't have any, I mean, you have to be, you have to be completely honest. Mm -hmm. um, you don't have to validate them because you're paying them. Um, and so what I'm hearing is a, and I always believe this validate whoever you're with, even if it's a boss that you don't like. And when I say unkind or kind, I mean like someone who's honest and, and can give you a message that you can hear or just, you know, you suck and you're like, you're not going to hear anything validate. And then, you know, what you just said, Sean is, um, I don't, you know, be open, mm -hmm. right. To what, what's open and, you know, and just write it all down and then kind of filter through and see what's up. Yeah. I think writing it down is a great way because first off, it slows down the conversation, right? Oh, yeah. You know? And you pick because you got to write so fast. That's one of the things that we've noticed when, you know, we love our notebook. Um, but when you write, you're literally only writing down the words that are important to you because you That's can't right. write fast enough. So you're getting what you need. So Glenn, what do you think of what we said? Yeah, I was like. Well, if I'm working with someone and I don't know what's going on. think I need to listen until official to them. But in terms of, of not knowing, which I am more inclined to take that stance because I'm retired, I would want to strengthen or uh, improve or upgrade their toolbox. And then yeah. after the conversation's over, I would, I would look at mine. Love yeah, it. it's that's it. That's that humbleness. It's you know, I don't know. And I everything. think that Glenn makes another really good point, which is about age, too. 
Okay. Yes. You know, and Glenn kind of referenced that, you know, ever since he stopped working. And um, I think one of the things to, that helps too, because when you point about those people out there, there's a lot of old people in our society <laughs> who have lots of good insight that have uh, been there, done that. so full of wisdom. Exactly. And I think that's another thing because, you know, they're kind of old enough that they don't care. Right. <laughs> so they could actually provide so you getting there. And I, love you know, it. I love it. so I think that's another tool in the toolbox to feel comfortable with is pulling people that have some life experience in there. Yeah. But again, you know, not necessarily uh, vested in the outcome of this process. Right. And I think that. Helps oh, I love too. that. Yep. Release the outcome. If you are yeah. offering advice, give it, give your story, give your anecdote, give your advice and then let it go. Yeah. Like Elsa. Done. That's right. We'll be like I Elsa. God. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's what, you know, I'm feeling good. I actually like Jared's post um, yeah. because it is helpful to be, you know, uh, the, to understand what that's like. I think, you know, to kind of sum up real quick, it, you really have to you appreciate the environment that you're in. And if you're in an involuntary one, there are slightly yeah. different rules. And you may want to practice it, okay? Yeah. Especially if you're in a work environment, because you will receive unsolicited uh, comments and criticism in a formal setting. You just will, okay? Because we're human beings. That's it's right. So you practicing through that and just kind of yeah. calming yourself and having a mental model that if this event happens, this is my immediate, you know, acknowledge and then buy time. That's crucial. And yeah. great way of buying time, writing it down. Yeah. And then asking for the time that you need. That's I right. love that. Like take, you know, 48 hours is usually. That's right. So put yourself in the hot seat. That's what we recommend. When you're in there, be open, validate the person. Even if you don't love what they're saying to say, I, you know, I, I heard that you said X, Y, Z. Thank you for sharing. Um, and then separate yourself and then go, you know, make it a badass live with whatever That's right. they've given to you, you know, pull what you like, leave the rest. So yeah, we invite you to sit in the hot seat. Hopefully you are volunteering, volunteering yourself to get in the hot seat so that you can receive, you know, any sort of information that will be helpful to helping you make a better decision or choice on whatever project or decision you're making in your life. So we're mm -hmm. so glad you're here. Thank you for joining us for Invite with the Tribe, Glenn. It is an absolute pleasure to see you every week. I love when you're here. Sean, you are awesome. And everybody, we hope you have a great, great rest of your weekend and we'll see you next week.